Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. This is episode 22, season two. That's Lee. I mean, I'm Lee, and that's Eddie. <laughs> well, that's Lee, and Whoa. I'm Eddie. What? <laughs> 22, season two. Two, two, two. It's like we just had a soul swap or something. Oh, dang. Yeah. Someone should make a movie about that, like yeah. a mom and a daughter switching souls or something. Amazing. That'd be really freaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, can I just say two two two? Yeah. In Mandarin is R R R. Yeah. Which is, which sounds a lot like I, which is love. So it's like love, love, love. Uh, so it's the love episode. Are we going to talk about love? Yes, we are. Your love of horrible films. Yes. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about then? Take it away, Eddie. So we're going to be talking about the recent film that came out. Just pretty, you know. We've got our finger on the pulse. Annabelle creation. Uh, And also, obviously, Annabelle. Yeah. Well, you can't talk about one without the other. They're a pair. They're a pair. Yeah. And I guess we're going to have to talk about The Conjuring because it's all in the same universe. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. We should just go to bed now. So Annabelle, Annabelle creation, Conjuring, all of that. We're going to be talking about Shari LaPena's Stranger in the House. Her follow-up novel too. Do you remember which one it is? The Couple Next Door. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta put some crickets in there because yeah. I did not get that one. Uh, and we're gonna be discussing the weather. Last week, mm. or I, I believe it's now quite some time ago, we've had a little break. We did. You know, we had some technical problems. I fell over. I bruised my butt. Oh, not your butt. My butt. So I haven't been able to do much reading because I couldn't sit down. <laughs> Truth be told, guys, we did record this episode on time. Yeah. There was just some, we've just got some new equipment. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. It was quite embarrassing, yeah. I won't lie. Mm. Uh, yeah, so here we are, 22.2. What? Season two. <laughs> uh, love, 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 love. <laughs> so two weeks ago, we went and saw the prequel to Annabelle, Annabelle creation. Just as you started saying that, it started raining quite heavily. Yeah, and the sun suddenly disappeared. It's become nighttime. I heard a wolf howl just before. Yeah. Maybe it was a child. I don't know. I'm going to say one's more likely than the other in (laughs) Melbourne. Okay, I'll let you guess which. (laughs) So we went and saw Annabelle creation, which is the prequel to Annabelle, which is the prequel to The Conjuring 2. Yep. So there was a snippet at the start of Conjuring 2 that looks at the Annabelle case. Yeah. And then they just put it down, move on, but they come back to it. Yeah, because they're not, you know, they're not wasting our time. No, they're not. They're great. I love them. Who did The Conjuring? Some genius. My favorite thing about The Conjuring is the guy... Okay, bear with me. This is long-winded. But the guy who wrote a book about Amityville right, yep. bought the rights for it from Ed and Lorraine Warren okay. many years ago yes. before they blew up as a like famous in the media, right? right? And then they've gone and made all these other films. Oh, um, skirting around films. Amityville. Well, also they, he kind of bought the rights to Ed and Lorraine Warren's life and their oh. ghost hunting. And so now he's suing the conjuring makers wow. saying that he actually has their sole he rights. He owns Ed and Lorraine, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Warren. So now they're doing that. There's this uh, battle going through the courts where they're saying to win the case, the conjuring have to prove that ghosts exist. No, this is the greatest thing of all time. Wait, or the Amityville guy does. No, the, 
the conjuring people have to prove wow. that ghosts exist. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's like there was an Australian film a good 10, 12 years ago that I think it had Billy Connolly in it and it was called The Man Who Sued God. Yeah. And his boat got struck by lightning yeah. and it sank and his insurance company wouldn't pay out because they said it was an act of God. So he said, well, who's going to pay for my boat? Because it was where he was living. The Catholic Church. The Catholic Church. <laughs> so he was suing God and then the Catholic Church... Um, one of the arguments was that they had to pay out unless they could prove that God didn't exist. Oh, did he win? I forget. Anyway, we digress. We do. So we went and saw Annabelle creation. Yes. And we got into the cinema, you know, we, well, first of all, we split up and I went shopping like that. That's true. And That's then I true. got a series of texts from Lee saying, so help me God, if I miss the previews, I... We'll never speak to you again. That's and I, true. I thought to myself, I mean, that that wouldn't be too bad. I mean. It could be a quick fix. Could be, yeah. <laughs> Solves a lot of problems in my life. But then I thought, no, you know what? I already bought the ticket. May as well. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're frugal in that sense. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> too stingy. Uh, so we went in. We sat down. I had a giant thing of popcorn. I had a giant thing of Coke. Amazing. Coca-Cola. That is. <laughs> Coca-Cola, if you're listening, that'll be 20 bucks. <laughs> I heard you need it right now. That's all yeah. I heard when I was uh, looking in the news the other day. You're not doing so well. Oh, no. It's another thing millennials are ruining. <laughs> so we sat down and Lee turned to me and said in probably the most convincing and serious voice ever. I'm a very serious guy. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, said to me, you know, at the premiere yesterday, someone got so afraid that they became catatonic with fear and they had to be <laughs> removed from the theatre by EMTs. And I ate some popcorn and I, I thought about that and I accepted that as the truth. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. I don't know why you've been so gullible lately. <laughs> I've been throwing these out left, right and centre and you're like, really? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> and I now think- I feel bad because you thought I was saying something serious. Gosh. Uh, I think you just finally earned my trust. It's taken a while. I was just trying to create more, even more of a spooky atmosphere. Well, you know what it did? It did the opposite because I thought to myself, I will not become catatonic with fear. <laughs> I won't prove Lee right. No way, no how. So I, 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 I meditated for a moment. I took all of my anxiety. I balled it up into like, I don't know, one of my chakras or some a shit balloon, like that. And then you let it go. Right? Yeah. And then I let it go and Pennywise took it away into the, into the storm. What a dream. <laughs> and soon I'll float too. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that comes later, guys. <laughs> All right. So did we enjoy it? Or well, should we tell a little bit about the premise? Okay. Haunted so, doll. Haunted doll. That's the premise. <laughs> so, we don't really need anything <laughs> other than that. So uh, Annabelle Creation is the story of Annabelle. Yeah. Uh, so there's this guy. He's making dolls for a living. He carves a hundred of these beautiful, quotation, <laughs> dolls. Right. First up, when I saw the Annabelle doll for the first time, I thought to myself, who made that fucking doll? Honestly, that's not. But that's a not fun... what the actual Annabelle doll looks like. No, it's like a Raggedy Ann. Doll. It's a Raggedy hey, Ann yeah. doll. That's the original, supposedly real haunted Annabelle yeah, doll yeah. that lives in Ed and Lorraine's secret locked room at their house. Right. That they have a priest come and like 
take care Lesson. of every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so this guy makes dolls. For some reason, it's Anthony LaPaglia. I love who, him. Who is like an Australian, like, yeah. icon. Yeah, he's fantastic. But then he's randomly in this Annabelle film doing a, I guess, okay American accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of weird because I was like, that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so he, he makes dolls and then he lives in this, like, house with his wife and his daughter, Annabelle. It's like a picturesque... It's beautiful. ...family life. Yeah, I mean, I personally would prefer to be in a city, but that's just me. Hey, this is their <laughs> choice. We respect it. Yeah, so they're just, like, living their lives, but suddenly Annabelle, the daughter, dies. Dies. Tragically. Gets hit by a car or some, something like, a like truck. that. Yeah. It was brutal. She dies. It's awful. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we jump forward 12 years. <laughs> there's all these orphans coming to the house. They're all little girls. And there's being, a nun They're being them. chaperoned by a nun. And, and we find out that this, this couple whose daughter has previously died yeah. is opening up their giant house so that the orphan girls can come and live here. Yeah. And... We're like, okay, we're along for the ride. Right? And I'm sitting there like, don't become catatonic with fear. <laughs> no, I'm sitting there like, who does this? I'm like, that doll better not still be in your house, you bastards. So what had happened is supposedly the soul of Annabelle. The little girl. The little girl has gone into Annabelle the doll. Oh, no. Or is it? Which we know if something is being really mean and yucky like the Annabelle doll is. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a little girl. It's not. It's probably a demon. It is an demon. It's an demon. Yeah. And it's pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen Annabelle and it's definitely a demon at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we already know it's not the little girl. I don't think that's a spoiler. No. So Annabelle is locked up in a cupboard with all this Bible paper around right? her. Right? It's creepy as shit. And it reaches out to one of the orphan girls. Yeah. And kind of gets her to unlock her and bring Annabelle out of the Jesus cupboard. Right? And she got into the Jesus cupboard because they brought a priest round. And for me, that's where it breaks down. Mm. This is my bullshit moment. Well, first up, my bullshit moment is... Don't invite some orphan girls around to your cursed dollhouse. I know. It's just putting them in harm's right? way. I don't care how secure you think it is in its weird Bible cupboard. If there's a demon in the house, no one is safe. Right? Even if it's in a locked cupboard. Right? Move out. Demolish that house. Are you crazy? Salt the earth. Jesus. <laughs> so that's my first bullshit moment. My second bullshit moment is if you got a priest to come round and stop the doll yeah. from like being a badden. Yeah. Get the priest to take away the doll. Yeah, wouldn't you like, I don't know, I might. this is what I might do, right? Say right, I had okay. an Annabelle doll that sure. was a possessed demon Hypothetically, doll. Hypothetically. I would set it on fire. Right, okay. Collect mm-hmm. the ashes. Right, set those on fire. Take the ashes to the ocean on a boat. Right. Tip it into the ocean. Right. Wipe my hands of it, go back to my house. Ten bucks says you just released a demon into your lungs as you breathed in <laughs> or, some doll dust. Or into the ocean as a whole. Right? Like the ocean yeah. just comes back at you. Like you're like, open your door at your like farm in the middle of nowhere. And suddenly you're like, yeah, I didn't think the ocean was here. <laughs> right? The ocean just flows into that. Anyway, we keep getting sidetracked. Demon tsunami. Look, my issue with the film was... Watch out for it in theaters. <laughs> one of my major issues was the acting. Yeah. Okay, so I love the Conjuring films because... Absolutely. I love the actors and actresses that play uh, Ed, Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren. Warren. And they I love really it. really 
relatable. They're, they're really lovely. Relatable. They, they love, love each other. other. They get along with the other characters. They talk with them. We see a character progression yeah. of some yeah. sorts. Yeah. In this film, it was kind of like just from the uh, perspective of the children, mm. their acting was a lot as in yeah. it felt very overacted. The yeah. conversations between the children were very unrealistic to yeah, me in yeah. a way that made me feel uncomfortable to be listening right? to. You were like, who are these grown-ups? Who are these 50-year-old children? <laughs> you were like, that's the twist. Oh, God, what's that film? The Orphan. Yeah. Oh, I just gave it away. Dang. We'll cut that out. Okay. So the, the thing for me, I agree with I'm you. I'm just drinking some iced coffee. Don't mind me professional you gotta like bring it up a little bit more so that it makes that sound okay you ready professional. of course you knew how to do that make that annoying sound of course i knew i'm a fucking drop do you want me to do it no i'm really good at don't it. drink my iced coffee <laughs> so yeah i really agree with you about ed and lorraine warren i think as characters they come into a situation and they really humanize everyone by asking them how they feel, mm. which I think is a really important, I, I would say crucial element to a good horror film. Because if I don't believe that someone's scared or if I don't care about someone, yeah. I'm not scared. Yeah. There was a moment when one of the girls tried to go to the nun character and tell mm. her what was going on and nun character just shut it down. Yeah. And I was like, that feels unrealistic because yeah. she's such a nice lady Right. Aren't you meant to like listen to what the child has to say? Fully. And I also think like, you know, like she's a nun, like, isn't there like a, guys, I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Shout out to any Catholics who can tell me this. But from what I understand, Catholicism has an element of confession. So surely she wouldn't cut her off. She'd be like, all right, my child, tell me everything. You know what I mean? I don't know. So for me, I think the other thing was the rhythm of the film. Mm. And by that, I mean, I really felt like I could predict the jump scares, like three, two, one jump scare. Yeah. And it just wasn't scary because I knew they were coming. Yeah. Oh, so that the premise of the story is that this demon has gone into the doll, pretended mm, to be their daughter. Mm. They've allowed it to go into the doll. And then these orphan girls have come 12 years later yeah. and the doll is trying to possess yeah, one, one of, of the girls to, to form a physical body. Right. Right. So that's the premise of the story. Yeah. And if it had been just a standalone story on its own, I would be like, yeah, this was an okay film. Yeah. But because I'm such a fan of The Conjuring, Mm. didn't do it for me. Yeah. No, I think that where it falls down is we had The Conjuring. Mm. We had Annabelle. Mm. We had The Conjuring 2. Classic. All of these have been uh, a progression. Mm. Like they've been getting better and better and better. And for me, this one did not top the last one. Yeah. And that's my problem is I don't think it was as scary as The Conjuring 2. I don't think it was as well thought out as The Conjuring 2. And for that reason, I'm going to give it two and a half demon dolls. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great, like, it's a fine film. It's a fun, scary film. Yeah. Um, it's probably a lot scarier if someone hasn't told you that you'll go catatonic because i just i just wasn't scared i was like sitting there like don't get scared you'll die (laughs) that was what i was trying to insight in you yeah 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 yeah. but it just it didn't result in me getting scared was the problem yeah backfired damn it i'll just have to keep trying sucks to be you yeah i agree two and a half stars yeah i mean check it out if you love scary films it's a it's an addition but i think it, it fits in with the whole uh oeuvre of um, the the Conjuring and Annabelle series. It also leaves room for another Annabelle film, which I'm quite excited for because I do think, you know, there is some room for improvement. There are a few things that I was just like, oh, I don't even want to, like, start on this. Yeah. So, guys, 
let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you thought it was scary, if you thought there were some bits of it that you were like, why is that in there? Because there are plenty that I have. And let me tell you, if you start on them, I will too. (laughs) (laughs) A little while ago, you spoke about a book by, I believe it was Shari LaPena. Correct, Eddie. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was called The Couple Next Door. Ding, 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 ding. It was. Boom. 10 points for Gryffindor. I'm joking, guys. I'm a Hufflepuff. We all knew it. Are you a Hufflepuff? I am. Have you done the test? I've done the test. Wow. Yeah. Yep, I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you always telling me that I was a Gryffindor. Yeah, you probably are. And then I went and did the test and I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah. Called it. (laughs) Just call me Sorting Hat Eddie. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, The Couple Next Door was Shari LaPena's, correct me if I'm wrong, first novel. Wow. Well, I can't correct you because I don't know anything. And then it hasn't been that long and she just turned out this follow-up novel. Wow. And that is called Stranger in the House. They are not connected in any way, but they have a similar vibe. Right. Okay. So The Couple Next Door was like a pretty exciting mystery. Do you remember? Uh, There was like two couples who lived next door to each other. One of them had a baby. The one with the baby went and visited the ones next door and the ones next door were like, don't bring your baby, babies suck. I'm so impressed so with how like, much you're remembering. Go on. <laughs> so then they're like having a dinner party. They're like, it's okay, we've got the baby monitor. And then suddenly baby's missing. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what happened in The Couple Next Door. Boom. Haven't read it, but I did edit. <laughs> <laughs> so the follow-up novel, A Stranger in the House. You need to stop saying follow-up. They're not related. Am I not allowed to use that term if they're not related? Well, it's like saying the next installment, no, but it's, it's not. No, it's the follow-up. It's not the next installment. It's not a follow-up. Are you giving out false information? It's not the next installment. <laughs> okay, so it's A Stranger in the House. There are okay. three primary characters. Tell me about them. There's a married couple. Okay. Their names are Tom and Karen. Tom and Karen. Yep. And they live across the road from another couple. Question, are Tom and Karen married to each other? Yes, they're married to okay, each okay. other. Yeah, I yep. just thought I'd check. No, that's good. Yeah. It's good to know. Boom. There's a lady across the road. Her name is Bridget. Bridget. Well, okay. Good checking because I would have pronounced it Bridget, but right. I listened to it on audiobook and they just kept saying Bridget the whole time. Right. So I'm just going to say Bridget, but maybe her name was Bridget with a D. I mean, I'm personally offended. I don't know what was going on. Shout out to any Bridgets who are listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a couple. They're happily in love, whatever. Um, one night, husband gets home, Tom, right. and yeah. like cooking's on the stove, like still boiling on the pot. <gasps> the front door isn't locked. What? Um, he's looking around That's for not his okay wife. In this day and age. No, you've got to lock your doors. Right. Okay. Looking around for his wife. She's not there. Right. Okay. Wow. And I assume the furniture's still in the house. Furniture's still there. She hasn't taken any of the she furniture, hasn't taken... which is weird. The couch is still there. <laughs> well, the fridge is still there. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so he gets really worried because he's like, this is so out of character Like, that's for her. fair. If I came over to your house, like if I broke into your house and you weren't there, I'd be like, where's Lee? I'm wearing this Frankenstein's monster mask for no good reason. <laughs> so... Yeah, they find Just out. no response to that. <laughs> Fuck you. So she's had a car accident. Oh, shit. In a bad part of town. And okay. there's no real reason why she should be there. And she didn't take her wallet. She didn't take her wallet. She didn't take her phone. Weird. She had a car accident. She has amnesia. She can't remember oh, why she was there. Dang. She's got memory loss. She's got memory loss. Can I just say memory loss and amnesia is one of my like love-hate plot points yeah because on the one hand 
I straight up love Jason Bourne. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's straight up dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah. So she doesn't have like complete memory loss. Yeah. She just doesn't remember uh, the, the moments before leaving the house. Yeah. Until she woke up at the hospital. I mean, and that makes sense. Like that's because she's had an me, impact. Yeah. Wound or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right Knocked on the, the head. Yeah. She's had, had a bump on the noggin. Yeah. So these cops get involved and they're like, "This is a bit sus. Like, what were you doing there? I don't yeah. really believe that you have memory loss." And she's like, "No, nah, legit, I have memory loss." Look, let's be honest. If you came round someday and were like, "I have memory loss," you would believe me. I don't know. <laughs> I would just have to say it in that you know. At the opening yesterday, (laughs) someone became catatonic with fear. (laughs) No, if you had memory loss, I'd convince you that I'd lent you a lot of money. (laughs) No, yesterday I gave you a thousand dollars. Guys, that's a lot of money for me. (laughs) I gave you 20 bucks. Give it back. So next bit in the novel. Yeah, I'm hooked. A dead body turns up. Shit. Right where she had her accident. Oh, did she done it? She doesn't remember. We don't know. Wait, is the dead body been hit by a car? Because I think I've solved it. It hasn't. It's been shot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the cops are like, I think these things are connected. And she's like, I literally can't tell you. But we know she's hiding something. Oh, We don't dang. know what. Dang. But who's the stranger in their house? So at the same time, she is getting... Mm, we know that she's a little unhinged. We know she's hiding something. Okay, she's not okay. telling her husband things. And that's, right. for me, that's a sign that someone's like lying about something. Well, you know, you never know. Some people's relationships are different to your relationship. That's you know. just bad. I'm giving judgmental. <laughs> Share things with your partner. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Especially if you think you might be in a crime thriller or horror novel exactly. or film. and she has been for the last few months really concerned that someone's been coming into her house and just moving little things i worry about that sometimes do you really yeah it's because i go into other people's houses so it just feels like <laughs> something that might happen to me no guys i'm joking <laughs> Anyway, side note, there's a neighbor across the road, Bridget. Right. And she's a little bit too interested in this couple. Creepy. Yeah. I don't like Bridget. No. She I, sounds weird. No, she's weird. She likes to knit. She knits a lot at I mean, the window. I mean, that's not weird. Oh, at the window. Looking out over their house. Okay, when you say at the window, do you mean like nose pressed to the glass? Like, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm not going to give any more away. Don't do it. It was a good book. Shut the fuck up. I just have to say, probably not as good as the first one. I'm going to give okay. it a three. The conclusion for me while satisfying, was a bit lackluster. Okay, okay. But So it might be someone else's taste, but not yours. But not mine. That being said, it's a great novel. with twists and turns and the characters are interesting and I enjoyed it, but it, I'm not going to give it like a fiver. Well, Shara Le Pena's Stranger in the House. So we were talking about this the other day. So I am not a Melbourne uh, knight. I did not grow up in Melbourne. You are a Melbourneite now. Oh, well, I'm a Melbourneite. Okay, sure. But... Something that I, when I first moved to Melbourne, I really thought people thought I was boring. Yep. Um, and one Has of that these, changed or? Well, you know, I still get the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, when I first moved to Melbourne, I thought people thought I was really boring because they only wanted to speak to me about the weather. It's a Melbourne thing. It's a Melbourne yeah. thing. I discovered this slowly because I thought, wow, people must think I'm really fucking boring because they're like, oh. Look at those clouds. <laughs> Going to be raining in a bit, maybe. Yeah. And then eventually I realized it wasn't me. Mm. 
It was actually just that it's us. You guys are boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So for people that are not from Melbourne, we have very interesting weather patterns. Yeah, the the kind of saying being, you know, if you don't like the weather, wait a wait an hour. Yeah, or if we're the place of uh, four seasons in a day. I, that's a pretty great song as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so, so you could wake up and it's like thunderstorming and by lunchtime it's like hot and you're ready to go to the beach. Right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it made me think there are places where it'll be just one weather. Yeah. For like, you know, you have proper seasons and like this chaotic bullshit weather. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. What's the scariest weather? Because if you were having a scary novel set in Melbourne or a scary film, you'd be like, oh, it's thunder and lightning and the monster came and then the sun comes out and the monster's like, damn it. Like shrivels back into like, the ground. Fuck. <laughs> like, just like, oh, shit, like running into the bushes, like fuck, fuck, fuck. So what do you think is the scariest weather? Um, I actually have an answer for this because Boom. I think about it often. Do you? Yes, no, I do. You're a true I Melbourne do, I do. I think about what is the scariest weather and this might not be a direct answer to the question, but I'm going right. to go well, there. Just said you had one. I'm gonna go there anyway. So a, a few years ago, I watched a movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay, boom. I'm I'm there. It's the early noughties. There's a tiny girl being exorcised. Is it real? That's the one. Right? That's the one. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So like as a kid, I used to get scared a lot. Right. And especially at night, I was scared of the dark. I that think kind that's of a thing. child thing. Yeah, I think children do that. And then I just looked forward to the next day when I'd be out in the open and it'd be sunny. Uh-huh. I could see everything uh-huh. that was going on around me. Sounds very well adjusted. A little bit better. Anyway, so there's a scene in Emily, the exorcism of Emily Rose, where she becomes possessed in the middle of a classroom with everybody around her and full light on her. Right. Which terrifies me because I'm always of the the mindset that if you're being haunted, mm. you just need to go out to like a shopping center or a busy place right, with right. fluorescent lighting and like the, the bad ghosties will dissipate. Yeah. So it's kind of like for you, the scariest weather would be a weather that doesn't lend itself to being scary yeah. because for you, that's safe. Yes. So yes. for you, the idea of something scary happening on a crowded street on a sunny day. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yep. Right. Because that means there's nowhere that you can go that's safe. Amazing. Yeah. I have to say for me, the type of weather that I find kind of scariest is that kind of oppressive weather. So mist, fog, mm. low clouds. Uh, depression weather. Depression weather. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like unending rain, the kind of. That or, or a dust storm. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen a dust yep. storm, but they are scary. And the idea of something being in that yeah. is is quite scary. Uh, so kind yeah. of like you're surrounded by something, but you can't see what you're surrounded yeah, by. Yeah. And so it could be anything. The unknown. It's the same way that being afraid of the dark is just like mm. straight up scary because there could be any shit in the dark. It's kind of like that Stephen King book, The Mist. Oh, I heard that got made into a really shit film. It did. Was it really shit? I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I once, uh, I I saw a theory about it, which I can't actually give out without ruining the end of The Mist. Well, don't do it. It's over. But (laughs) while we're speaking about Stephen King, uh, Mr. Mercedes, that book I reviewed a few months ago and and loved. was Was that the one that was the sequel to The Shining or was that Dr. Sleep? That was Dr. Sleep. Right. Okay, that so was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So Mr. Mercedes is a sequel to Mr. Mercedes, but Mr. Mercedes was just turned into something for television. Oh. Check it out. Yeah. Tell us if it's good. Similarly, Stephen King's It is coming out in cinema soon. Right. I just picked up the book and I'm, I mean, first off, 
that thing is a brick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten how big Stephen King novels are. Uh, and I've started reading. I'm scared shitless. Guys, please read along with me. You know, we'll all get it done before this film comes out and it'll be great. So if you want to read along, please uh, send us a, a tweet on Twitter. Hashtag Eddie's Book Club. No, don't do that. At Crime Time Pod. <laughs> I, I just won't check it. You know what I'm saying? Do like, you have to check it? Yeah, all right, just add it us. Just at Crime Time Pod. Let us know that you're reading along with us, It by Stephen King. You can comment on this very episode on our website, crimetimepod.com. You can email us, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know, because I need someone to read along with me, because I'll just be like up at night, like. <laughs> okay, well, we're out of time, but uh, we'll see you again. Yeah. Or oh, will we? Oh, dang. Bye, guys. Mystery. <laughs>